A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm El Fakador Laurie Blake and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. For the NXT edition of the show. We're going to be talking about some main roster stars who were backstage at NXT last night. Whether or not offering Matt Hardy to stay in NXT is a good idea or whether that's actually a way to keep people from leaving WWE. And some stuff from last night's episode is the show. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, NXT edition. I know if they can do it right, this is Chopper Peak. And today we're going to be talking about some main roster stars being backstage at NXT. The idea that Matt Hardy was offered an NXT role as an incentive to stay with the company. Will that actually be an incentive to someone like Matt Hardy? We'll discuss that and we'll be discussing what happened on this week's episode. But let's start with the news that PW Insider said that former NXT stars... Longest reigning women's tag team champions of three. (laughs) (laughs) No, four actually. There are four. Uh, Individual people. (laughs) Yeah. There are four four teams have been the women tag team champions. I forgot that uh, Bliss and Cross had been the champions for a very brief Oh, God. Yeah, they were. I totally forgot about that too. But the Iconics were apparently backstage at NXT's taping last Mm. night. Uh, People beforehand were sort of speculating that they might be involved in the show in some ways, as if that was like a return. Uh, They weren't, funnily enough. Mm. Um, But they have now seemingly got something to do down in Florida. Yeah, I mean, the the rumors floating around that they might be being repackaged. I think there were some some reports a while ago of them being repackaged or going back down to NXT. Yeah, so Meltzer said that they were they were being uh, they were definitely up for a return because they've been missing from screens for quite a while. Quite a while, um, now, yeah. But, but he said he didn't know whether it was a repackaging or not. But I feel like a repackaging might be on the cards. Yeah, I think so. I mean, their gimmick just didn't get over on the main roster. I think they they garnered quite a little following on NXT. But I just don't think that translated to the main roster at all. And I think there were some people were like in our 
office that were big fans of the Iconics and really liked their gimmick and stuff, but I just don't think it translated to a main roster crowd. Mm. So I think maybe they might be coming back with a slightly different gimmick. Maybe they'll join the Robert Stone brand. See, I don't know. that is what I was thinking. I really yeah. thought that, that, that seems like it's a good fit for them. Unless they're going to basically do... What, what got them over with me was watching their Instagram videos of them... Uh, pissing off Kenta at the gym. <laughs> yeah. That's what I really enjoyed. Like, especially now when you see like, because Hideo Itami, I guess, as a character was doing the respect me thing at that time on 205. Mm. That was all right. Yeah, but like now he's like full blown Kenta again in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, well, you shouldn't have pissed him off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happened. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, um, I think they're great. I think they're really good personalities. I'd like, I don't think they're fantastic in-ring workers, but I think they're, they're okay. They're very solid, but I, I just think they, like the way they were used on the main roster was to be annoying. Yes, uh, and it worked. People were annoyed by them. Um, I found that personally quite funny. Yes, but I guess a lot of other people didn't. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it, it crossed the line of being like annoying heel who you want to get see beat up to kind of go away heat for them. It was just like mm. you're just annoying now. Please stop. Uh, which is unfortunate because I think they're both very funny and very uh, comedically gifted. So maybe if they have a new gimmick, it would be a, an interesting contrast though, because Chelsea, Chelsea Green's whole thing is just shushing people all the time. Yeah. And then the Iconics don't shut up. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an interesting contrast between the two, if they're all part of the Robert Stone brand. God, what is the Robert Stone I brand? Don't know. I don't know. It's not a brand. It's just a dude saying he's a brand. It's a dude who owns a woman. <laughs> that's what it's. That's what I don't you can't understand. can't say that, Larry. Well, that's what it is, I think. <laughs> that's what I think it is. I don't know. Like. I think it's interesting because there's obviously a lot of people have gone back to NXT recently. You've got your Tyler Breeze's, your Finn Balor's, and they've had varying success going back. Mm-hmm. Tyler Breeze had a lot more success on NXT before Fandango also came back. Yeah, uh, I thought he was a bit. I thought his character was more interesting. I preferred what they were doing with him. I get also that that kind of crossed over a little bit with what they then decided they wanted to do with Finn Balor when they came back. So mm-hmm. I think what Tyler was doing kind of got usurped by Finn's return. Yeah, because Tyler was very much like, well, I'm an NXT original. I was doing this before you ever did it, and then Finn comes back and he's like, I'm the best NXT guy (laughs) ever, guys. He should have beaten up Tyler Breeze and just been like, don't call yourself an NXT original. That's Mm. me. (laughs) I'm much better than you. I think that would have been a cool angle to to further Breeze's return and also Bowers' return. Well, because also then they they brought Fandango back and then just went, you're just immediately the fashion police again. Yeah, exactly. You're just Breeze. That thing that you did on the main roster that didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole point of Tyler's return was like, oh, I'm not gonna be that guy anymore. I'm gonna go back to being Prince Pretty. Like, Just kidding. Just kidding. As soon as Fandango comes back. Yeah. But I think the thing with Breezango is, the thing that worked was the comedy skits with them trying to do their investigations and stuff. The fashion files was amazing. What didn't work was them dressing up as various different jobs, which is exactly what they did in NXT. And it was like, well, why have you gone for the thing that didn't work on the main roster I instead of the thing did that did? Like, but I did like when he dresses the janitor for the Usos match. That was really good. I can't even remember that he one. He did, uh, he sort of, he dresses a couple of things, but he did, the, he did the janitor and he did the really like, they kept going for the Uso splash. Mm. And he kept doing a really slow roll to the other side <laughs> of the ring. And then they like, whichever Uso it was, had to run around the other side and climb up and then he rolled back the other way. <laughs> and then he was like sweeping up and stuff. That was all very That's funny. funny. But that was, yeah. when he, that was when he was doing it because he was the master of disguise mm. and he was trying to find evidence. That was all really fun. Iconics, I don't know how well received their return to NXT would be. Because I don't, I don't think they ever really got as over 
I think that they had a very brief period of being fairly over mm -hmm. on the main roster. Yes. And it was like right after they started. And that's probably when they were the most funny as well. That was when they were doing like um, weird backstage bits with uh, Kathy Kelly and stuff like running up to her in stadiums and going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And she was just pissing herself. Like yeah. th th that, all that stuff was really fun, but they just became generic tag team. Yeah. Like, it was weird because they got the titles and that's when it right? just went, we have no idea what to do now. I mean, that's just the women's tag team titles as a whole. Yeah. It's like, well, we've got your titles. What are we going to do with the champions? Yeah. Well, they can just lose individually to Becky Lynch every week. Yeah, they? exactly. What yeah, a great idea. Why don't we have them both team up to face uh, Charlotte Flair? Uh, beat her up and then Carmella can cash in on Charlotte Flair. It's a great debut for them. Mm. Sure. What are going to do after that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who gives a, who gives a f <laughs> So I think uh, a trip back down to NXT for them would be great. Repackaging maybe. I think maybe not necessarily a whole repackaging, but just a, a tweak of the character would be good. Mm. Just for them to be a bit more comedic and less just shrill, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Maybe. Because uh, they, they are both very witty. And I, I think having mm. them be just funny is okay. So I, I think, yeah, maybe putting them in the Robert Stone brand to try and elevate that or just keep them as their own thing. Just join the women's division and just run roughshod over them. That'd be mm. fine. I, yeah, I, I'd be well up for an NXT return for Iconics. I, well, I think they could do good stuff with them. They definitely could. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
NXT returns, speaking of, seem like a thing that they sort of dangle to people now as like a wit like it's a really odd character to be like, why don't you go back and get paid less? Like <laughs> Magic. Uh, people, people seem to be signing up for it left, right, and centre. We've got totally. Tyler Breeze going back. We've got Finn Balor, and then the news this week was PW Insider's Mike Johnson said, when all the sort of speculation was going around about what Matt Hardy's going to do now, his WWE contract's coming to an end. Obviously, the big tease was AEW. That seems to be what's paid off because on his free the delete, uh, the Bucks, the Bucks of Youth. I knew you'd come. I knew you'd come. Yeah. They turn up at uh, the Hardy compound. Um, seemingly we're going to get another episode of that before we actually see Matt Hardy on mm -hmm. AEW. Spoilers he, for AEW. He wasn't on Dynamite, sorry. Yeah. It's not really a spoiler because I've not ruined anything about the show. Just ruined That's what's true. not on the show. Yeah. Also not on the show, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and... No. Eight. The only name, yeah. <laughs> problem is Hitler was the only <laughs> name that came to my head, so I just stopped. I was like, Hitler, and then I was like, no, quick, you need someone else. Goebbels? <laughs> Next none of those, none one, of that was on the show. One removed from Hitler. Yeah, my God. <laughs> Josef Mengele. Uh, it's like, <laughs> we move on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the, Matt Hardy seemingly, AEW's happening. He's teased Impact as well um, mm. in the last couple of days. But the, the news before that was saying the WWE thing isn't ruled out. He's not re-signed his current contract or drafted up a new one with the main roster. But WWE are offering him obviously money to stay totally. um, but they are also dangling the carrot of NXT yeah which is interesting yeah. because th there was quite a, a famous thing I think it came out during the uh, CM Punk uh, trial that he had uh, against Chris Amann I think it came up that there was a WhatsApp group of people that wanted to go back to NXT and it was like Punk, Jericho, mm -hmm. I think Zack Ryder was part of it. Some random people like that. So it's like, it's a thing that people want to do. They do yeah. want to go back to NXT. But is it enough to be like, please don't leave our company, we can take you to the developmental brand. Yeah. Like, like, it's a really strange place for the company to be in where they're self-aware enough to where NXT is more popular for their own wrestlers mm. than the main roster. Well, just look at Charlotte. Right? Like, yeah. this was, the, you know, part of the story of why Charlotte's got this mania match. Charlotte got her Royal Rumble win, and the rumor was because there was sort of like, she was owed something. Yeah, like, she, they, uh, they something had happened. They, they, they promised a bunch of stuff to her that yeah. didn't happen. So this was her, like, this was like a, okay, well, then you can you have this instead. Have the rumble. You have the rumble. Uh, and then at least I guess it was a swerve from everyone going, well, it's Baszler. And then it's like, now we just have an animation chamber. I was going, well, it's Baszler, isn't it? <laughs> because you teased the f***ing match, <laughs> haven't you? Over and over again, you've teased the Becky lynch Shayna Baszler match. So everyone's going, oh, it's got to be a match between Becky and Baszler. I'll be so surprised when Sarah Logan wins the <laughs> bloody elimination chamber and gets her big WrestleMania match against Becky Lynch. Hey, man. Sarah Logan's okay. She's, she's great. I think she. I think she's good. I just think she's not got a character. No. They took away some of her character because they they've just put. They've t turned her from she was dressing like a Viking and member of the, the Riot Squad to she's now just wearing cargo shorts and has face paint. That's not a character. Does she still have face paint? She does want like two like oh, warrior. Like she should, is good. She should have gone full Viking and been like totally. Valkyrie or something yeah. like something like that. Like there, there should have been a full character change there. Mm. Didn't bother with that. But um, yeah, so Charlotte is owed all this 
whatever this weird we've promised a flare and we must always pay our debts to a flare <laughs> or whatever it is because flare, flare always because otherwise Rick's coming around going, <laughs> what have you done to my door um, and then yeah so they've they've given her this NXT Women's Championship match and I don't know whether that is like she's asked for that to elevate NXT up and she says she wants Rhea Ripley at, at mm -hmm. Mania and she wanted that match or whether it's like they're going to do a title swap there and Charlotte's going to go back to NXT as the NXT Women's Champion a bit and uh, sorry, and then Ripley will be on the main roster. Mm. But a little it seems for some people, like, but obviously Charlotte has history in NXT. Tons of it. Like tons and tons of it and that's what's made her, you know, that, really that set up her career on the main roster and has made her one of the most winningest women's champions across all the brands and also her surname yeah well, and her, <laughs> yes and her surname but i think i think the nxt stint really helped and totally yeah but um yeah like to then do that to matt hardy who mm. doesn't have a history in nxt yeah uh and really his big sticking point i think with wwe was you know i want to be broken matt hardy and mm. they were like no we don't no. want you to do that yeah so unless it was in like they didn't want, but the reason they didn't want him to do that because they didn't want the broken Matt Hardy gimmick to get over with a wider population of uh, fans, in case then Matt Hardy took the broken Matt Hardy gimmick back onto the indies mm -hmm. and everyone went, oh, broken Matt Hardy, he can be booked as broken Matt Hardy. Exactly, because he still owns the rights to the broken gimmick, mm -hmm. whereas in WWE on main roster he was known as Woken, so yeah. he still owned the rights to basically the whole gimmick as it was as broken, WWE just owned the Woken part of it. So yeah. he can still do the gimmick, but just as broken instead of Woken, and he'd be completely fine. But their whole point was, we don't want you doing that in case you leave and you make that famous elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And now he's left to make it famous elsewhere. Hey, that's exactly what happened before. He left WWE, reinvented himself on the indies as broken Matt Hardy, and then he came back to WWE because Broken Matt Hardy was so popular on the indies. They were like, oh, Matt Hardy, want him back. He's, he's really over on the indies. And then they came back and was like, but you can't be over here, though. Yeah, <laughs> just you so you know, we just don't want you, you out there You need to go back popular. to being Team Extreme, Matt Hardy. Oh, God, yeah. But now he's left. <laughs> God, that was bad. I hate Jeff's dancing. Um, I'm the expert on dancing, by the way. Uh, but now he's left. <laughs> You're a strong independent chopper. Strong independent chopper. Uh, yeah, so now he's left again, and it looks like he's going to be taking it to AEW Impact wherever. Mm -hmm. Still very much broken uh, from his Free the Delete series, talking about Zenith and building crosses, and yep. I knew you'd come and all that stuff. That's all very much the broken stuff. So I think the offer from WWE for NXT probably came with, you can go to NXT and have more creative control of your character. Because mm -hmm. in NXT, generally, it feels like a lot of people do have more input in their character yeah, I think a, a, like, as a whole. Yeah, and like Finn going back and turning heel, which is something they de like he wasn't allowed to do on mm -hmm. the main roster, clearly, smile, because man. he's got a lovely smile. Mm. Cracking set of abs as well. Mm. But then, you know, goes straight back to NXT, immediately turns heel, immediately becomes the Finn Balor from... New Japan that yep. everyone really liked like before they you know no demons no weird dreadlock hats none of that crawling yeah. on the floor stuff like just a really bloody cool character that I'm really excited to see I'm so excited to see the Walter match they're clearly setting up I'm really excited to see if he ever gets a stable or whatever they do with hey, him a club yeah whatever they do with him after that I'm super excited to see it. but I think he's also weirdly a more capable character than he was in New Japan because they are booking him as 
yeah, he's a heel, but he's not like he's not really he's not a like heel, sneaky, though, is he? He's not sneaky Prince Devitt heel. He's yeah. like in your face. I'm the best there ever was at this specific thing. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, heel. It's yeah. wicked. Exactly, and he's and he's kind of flip-flopping between heel and face as well. He's kind of just his own thing at this point. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that doesn't really work. Charlotte Flair. But for him, it's really working. He's playing a character called a Flair. It's 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 it's, it's quite nuanced actually, Chopper. When you dig into it, it's um, it's like she can do what she likes. Because her surname is Flair. I hate it's, it. It's wonderful character work. I hate it. The, when it's the more insane version of Broken Matt Hardy, that's when it's really good. Mm. Like the really silly, unhinged, I'm having fun. That stuff will go over better in NXT because they're quite, like, you know, it would actually be quite a breath of fresh air in NXT because NXT is actually quite a serious wrestling brand. Mm. But people can have really fun matches. Like all the NXT guys were saying, like Worlds Collide was loads of fun. Yeah. Like uh, Champion Gargano was saying it because they were like, you know, we never get to go out and just have like a cool tag match. Just fun. It's just fun and silly and plays up the crowd. Like every t- every time we do anything now, it's really serious because That's we're Johnny characters. Gargano mm-hmm. and Tommaso Ciampa. Exactly. It, it. And I will say, I'm gonna go on record right now. For everyone talking about how. SmackDown moved to Fox because they wanted a sports-orientated feel. Mm. And AEW promised a sports-orientated feel. NXT is the most sports-orientated brand that I can think of currently. Mm. Because every single story they have, pretty much, is, I want to be the best. I want to have the title. Yeah. And I wrestle. And a lot of gimmicks, they might have little tweaks of... Austin Theory like space, and his names are moved. Uh, his moves are named after rockets and space things. But he's still just a wrestler. Yeah. He doesn't come out in an astronaut suit. He just comes out as a wrestler and wrestles. Mm. And I think that's basically everyone. That argument falls down at Kushida, who comes out as Marty McFly. But he's still just a wrestler. I know he's. Just he's a got. Wrestler. A, he's got a gimmick that likes Back to the Future. But he still just wrestles. Dog. I know, but. He still does just wrestle yeah, yeah. and wants to be a good wrestler and he wants to be the best. And that's pretty much everyone's character in NXT. So having someone like Broken Matt go down into NXT, I think you're right. I think it would be an amazing breath of fresh air for the brand and just be like, here's this just bonkers character that everyone that's really serious can just play yeah. off and just be like, I don't understand you. I think it'd be great. But then, like, counter arguments, why NXT probably isn't a great character dangle one less money in NXT for wrestlers two uh, more dates I think the NXT guys are doing like they're doing more shows than the regular WWE main roster at the moment really? I believe so they're doing quite a lot oh, of live shows. they were cancelling show. live shows, yeah, weren't they? they were cancelling live shows for the main roster to, mm. to stop burnout but NXT's now doing more um, you got to live in Florida yeah there's that if you don't like Florida <laughs> tough if you don't like Florida, you're not 80. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's, it is a step down for someone like Matt Hardy, whereas, you know, you've got to imagine in, in terms of like what AEW are offering, it's not just uh, more viewers on a Wednesday night. It's you're going to be the head of this huge faction. Mm. Is, like, if he is going to be, if Matt Hardy is the exalted one, He's going to be the head of one of the big factions in AEW. Yeah, Dark Order hasn't really clicked yet, but it's because it's missing the piece. Mm-hmm. And when that piece turns up, suddenly you've got this really big storyline. I don't think he's going to get a storyline as big as that in NXT because it's quite a crowded marketplace. And because quite rightly, it's about building people. Yeah. Um, 
they're giving the shots to the younger guys because they want to build up these new faces of their company. Like, you know, it's it's interesting that Tyler Breeze didn't immediately win the North American title. It's interesting that Finn Balor got his shot at the NXT Championship, and we seem to have moved on from that because mm -hmm. they now want to book him against Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. Mm -hmm. So then there's going to be that amazing match. I, you know, I, I think Balor should probably win that. That would be quite cool. That'd be great. But... Uh, it's interesting that it's still probably about elevating Walter and Imperium. Triple H, as a boss, seems more capable of being like, go out there and do you. Mm -hmm. Get that over. Keep working at it. Keep trying it. And, he let, and you know, like the NXT crowd is also more giving, I think, yes, in terms totally. of like, please do you and we'll mm -hmm. tell you if it's not good yeah, eventually. Exactly. Please drive yourself out in a tank. Yeah. Like a little mini tank, and we'll let you know if it's good or bad. By the way, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, Cameron Grimes' hat's got over, so... Somehow. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. I think it must have just been Simon. Yeah. He was the only one that liked just it. Just belligerently and then, going and on everyone, about the hat. And everyone now. watches this podcast. Mm. So then they just started watching it, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Simon's right. And it's then people just started liking it. It's a terrible hat. I hate it. But I'm really excited for Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. We're set up on this week's NXT. Hell yes. Other things that happened on this week's NXT were two really good cage matches. I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. So let's start with Tegan Knox Dakota Kai, because they started with that. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought this was a brilliant match. I This feud, until Portland, didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't into it. Like, love the heel turn for Dakota Kai. Wasn't a big fan of her like repackage when she came out heel, which was just, I'm going to have Bonnie Tyler hair and yeah. hold a knee brace, and they're going to play footage of me attacking Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox's return wasn't done with any sort of aplomb. Like, yeah. It was like she ran into a... She just turned up on the street, and then Candice LeRae runs in and hugs her. That was weird. It was like they... It was almost as if, like... They pitched it as a really big heel turn, lost faith in it, refound faith in it, booked the match for Portland, and now they think it's one of the best things they've got. Mm. And it actually is. Because yeah. this match was so solid. It was really, really good. There were creative spots throughout the whole match. It wasn't just like, oh, you have a little wrestling match and then we've got this cool finish. It was like, no, throughout the match, have these cool interactions back and forth and play off each other's offense mm. constantly. Just something that NXT is really good at is playing off each other's onf offense into really cool spots. Yeah. There were tons of things where it was like there were a load of... Uh, uh, running in the corner. Running into the corner and then Tegan would go to the other side and Dakota Kai would follow her around in the corner. Hit and the then, big kick and then, and then the, the cannonball the, the other one. And the cannonball again. It was really cool. There was a crossbody off the top of the cage. That made me go like, your knees! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Protect the knees! Yeah, it... It was really cool. First ever knee first crossbody. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like, got him. I got him. And then there was a really cool finishing sequence as well, where Tegan's trying to escape over the top. Mm -hmm. uh, Kai, uh, uh, sorry, even before that, Raquel Gonzalez, who came out with Kai, uh, stops Tegan getting out the door. Just shuts the door there <laughs> by smushing a referee into it. <laughs> just spreads him across it. You can't <laughs> escape. This is glued together with referee blood. <laughs> But then as she's there, Tegan then dodges out the way as Kai comes in for a kick at that top rope kick and she kicks the door into Raquel, which oh, is, really is a great that spot. Was really, and, and the I, referee, weirdly. And the referee. He's dead. And then I was like, oh, that's the finish. Great, Tegan can escape. But then she gets up to the top trying to escape over the top. Uh, Kai starts to get dragged out by Raquel from outside the door that's now open. She kicks the door into, uh, Kai's, into, leg. into Kai's leg, which was huge. Uh, but also a complete callback to the War Games match and being s the, the mm -hmm. knee being slammed in the door. Yeah, it's again just playing off the they're whole not gonna, history together. They're not going to have a working leg between them. I know, yeah. 
They, their, to... their, their finale match is going to be an arms only on your bum match. Like... <laughs> they're just going to be in wheelchairs, just resting. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And then even after that as a well. Crutch race. <laughs> but then even after that as well, after they'd done all these really creative sorts and off their history, then it came in where uh, after Kai had been hit with the door. Then Tegan looked like she was going to win. Kai climbed up the other side. She kicked her off again. And then she tried to climb down the door. And Raquel Gonzalez trapped her. She opened the door fully against the other side of the cage wall and just pinned her against it. And Kai just crawled out the door. That was amazing. I was like, what a great finish. I've never seen anything like that before. Like, I just thought that was so inventive and Mm. really smart. Like, and a good, but also like a good use of like the enforcer on the outside because most matches would just be like, well, they're just going to eventually get in the ring, aren't they? And exactly. And yeah. actually, Adam Cole. what was the smart thing in this match was like, Gonzalez wanted Kai to win it, but was happy to just sort of be, as much as possible, just an influence on the outside. Mm-hmm. Just, be, just be enough of a deterrent to keep the match in the ring. Exactly, yeah. Because you know, yeah. she could have won by pinfall as well. Yeah, And she exactly. got a shiniest wizard at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a near fall, yeah. For a really near fall. Um, I thought it was just so well booked. The only thing I didn't like was there was a, just a tiny bit too much getting to the... Like, there was slightly too many times she got to the top and was mm. like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was to go down that. there. Like, yeah. yeah. But I, th- that, to build to that, I, g- I guess you've got to put that over that she doesn't want to because then when she goes to do it and Gonzalez does something quite ingenious, mm-hmm. it really puts it over. But that just means that now, like, so uh, who won at Portland? Uh, it was Kai, Kai. because of uh, Gonzalez. So now, Gonzalez so we've now got two matches where Kai wins. We're probably going to build to the third at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Tegan gets a big win. Everybody's and, and happy. And all the shine, everyone's happy. Yeah. That's going to be great. That was an amazing cage match. The other cage match mm. was equally good. I thought that this was like, uh, this was Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong for the honour of Marina Shafir or whatever <laughs> it was. I feel like um, this was Velveteen Dream finding his stride again. Yes. He's been quite sloppy since he returned. It's been a bit like whiffed punches, a bit like odd stuff. Uh, everything was a bit wobbly. This really felt, and, but I think this was a match that one, cleverly designed to kind of hide those mm-hmm. flaws in the fact that he's not still, he's still not the, the most technically proficient wrestler, but he is a very good seller and he is a very good risk taker. So a cage match where it's a lot of, I'm gonna hit you with a kendo stick, we're gonna do this stuff, I'm gonna jump off etc etc works really really well they did loads of amazing stuff in this there's like top rope olympic slam from like the middle of the cage yeah uh there is there's like two dream valley drivers in quick succession yeah because roddy just gets up from the first one which i thought was really cool character work from him it was like i'm fighting for my wife i'm going to get up from this roddy does a backbreaker with a kendo stick like flipping like a pop handle like he's like he's a barbecue Adam Cole manages to get inside and Dream manages to fight both of them off, like both him and Roddy off, leaving Cole down. Him and Roddy are at the door, tussling over who's going to get out first. Roddy's like pulling his way out. Dream is holding Roddy's leg, looks over his shoulder and goes, oh, yeah, whatever, lets him go. Roddy flops out uh, onto the mat, winning the match. And Dream immediately locks the cage with mm-hmm. him and Cole inside. Yeah. And then goes for Cole. Yeah. Leaving him laying, leaving all the Undisputed Era laying. There was this weird bit of like um, farcical comedy where Roddy gets back in and is climbing down onto the turnbuckle and he 
chucks Adam Cole into him and Roddy crotches himself and then he's like laying there for ages. Then Dream's got the belt and he's climbing up the thing and he's like mugging into camera mm -hmm. like I'm being sensual with Goldie. Champ yeah. is gonna have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. Get your hands off my daughter. <laughs> um, I thought it was amazing. I like. I really yeah. like. I, you know, I would argue it's very good wrestling. I would argue that it's not an it's not an ingenious master plan to be like I'm coming after your wife to get to that belt <laughs> yeah. that that other man has. But I like the swerve. I think the swerve is really interesting. I thought it added something to a like a regular cage match. You get so many where people are just like, this was more about you know, um, this is about us settling something really personal and mm -hmm. like. It kind of makes sense for Velveteen Dream to swerve from Roddy to Cole because do you know who orchestrates all the bullshit the Undisputed Era do? Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole was the one who told Roddy to chuck him off the truck. Like yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Roddy carries out the carries it out, but it is it is ultimately Adam Cole yeah. holding the big prize who is orchestrating all the violence. Yeah, and and I what I really like as well is this felt like it wasn't just a master plan that Dream had thought of from the very start. He didn't come back wanting to get Cole via Roddy and his wife. It was more of like a, to me anyway, what I saw was it was more of an in the moment thing. He's like, Cole's in the cage with me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm kind of done with Strong now. I've beaten him up quite a lot. So I'm okay. I'll just let you go. I want that title now. I've already beaten you up. and Yeah, I've given you know, him the flogging of a lifetime. Exactly, so yeah. So that's fine. I've given you uh, Dream Valley drivers. I've hit you with a kendo stick a lot. I'm all right with that now. Off you go. See you later. Give me the title, please. So do you think it's Dream's time? <sighs> I don't know. It's really hard to say because I want to say yes because mm -hmm. I think... He's so over, and people love him so much. But I just don't know if him holding the NXT Championship is what's right for him, because I've. I think if he holds it for one, I think if he holds it for one season, mm -hmm. if he if he gets it a takeover, yeah, gets the big WrestleMania weekend pop, yeah, holds it until the next takeover and drops it. Mm -hmm. I would do that with him and put yeah. and then put the belt on. A big heel coming through the ranks, like yeah. that's what I would do, because then you've got the then they've got the option of they're probably aware that Adam Cole is on the list to go to Raw and SmackDown totally. post Mania. Yeah, so they need to do something with that ASAP. Yeah, and I mean he's challenged for the NXT Championship before when Champa was the mm. champion. I just said the syllable champ quite a lot in that sentence, uh, but he challenged for it before and. I, it wasn't his time. It was a really good match, but I think they made the right choice with him not winning it then. Mm -hmm. I think now could be a good time for him. Yeah. I, I think he's developed quite a lot as a character. I still don't know if him as a as an in-ring wrestler is like, quote-unquote, good enough to be NXT champion because I always feel yeah. like the champ is always like one of the best wrestlers on the roster. He's pr got one of the best characters on the roster, Yeah, but as an actual wrestler... I don't know if he quite stacks up to, you know... Adam Cole. Adam Cole and Champa and Gargano and people like that. Yeah. But so I think he'd be perfectly... I think he would be perfectly placed to uh, have that one, that one, you know, couple of month reign, mm. lose it at TakeOver to a Finn Balor or a heel Johnny Gargano, mm. or even just a really pissed off Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. But just as an, as an interim, like, because I just, I, I do think the moment of Velveteen Dream winning the belt 
after all of this nonsense is really worth doing. Yes. And I, I think it's like, you know, we can have, in terms of surprises that there are going to be in terms of NXT's booking, like, who, who was going to be the next champion at NXT has never been a question. Mm. Well, I feel, I feel like the only time it's ever been swerved was when uh, Gargano accidentally helped Champa win the belt mm. from Black on, yes. a, we, on a taping. Mm. That's the only time I've actually been like, oh, I just didn't expect that. Yeah. Oh, I know, and um, Andrade unseating Drew. Andrade unseating Drew, and I'll, oh, I just thought of another one as well. Joe winning it back off Shinsuke. Yep. To become a two-time champ, I didn't see that one coming either. But then that, that's, but that's like it, that was always in like that was on the cards at least because Joe had been a champion. Yes. And Shinsuke yes. is the champion. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but it, it does feel like previously in NXT, the chosen one to be the next champion has always felt very obvious. It was mm. always going to be Kevin Owens. It was always going to be Finn Balor. It was always going to be Joe. It was always going to be Shinsuke. It was always going to be Robert Roode. <laughs> But it just sort of what it just sort of was at the yeah. time, you know. Uh, yeah, and I think like it's it's nice to feel like it, it not be so sure that Velveteen Dream is going to win. It's like yeah. Cole has done enough title defenses now mm. that you thought were obvious. Uh, like I thought Tommaso Ciampa was the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. I thought Gargano at some point was the obvious choice, but none of them were. So like here, this this really does feel like we could be in for like a really big I can't believe that's just happened moment. Yeah. Yeah, it happens to be there's some mechanics behind it if Cole is going to the main roster. Whatever. Do this big moment. I think don't then hinge the whole brand on Dream. I yes. think we should move the title on from him quickly, but you give him that really short little reign and then you have some monster guy come through who's really dominant and steals the belt off him. Yeah. And, to, give and Finn, to, to, to give Finn or Johnny genuine molten heat as well. Yeah, it, I think it would be great. And because Dream is so young, he can stick around in NXT and become a two-time champion eventually. Mm -hmm. He can have this reign now and then go through a whole bunch of other stuff kind of like Champa was doing. And I'm sure eventually Champa's going to win the title back. But I think if Dream has a short reign now, and then, you know, eventually a year, two years down the line when he wants to become a two-time champ again, he can be like, hey, I wasn't ready for the first for the first time I had this title. Mm -hmm. Now I'm ready to get it and keep it. That's like a whole that's a whole arc that you can have for Dream. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I, I um I think he should win at Tampa. I'm saying it now. There we go. Dream should win. There we go. Dream should win. Well, thank you for watching. Click the videos that have just appeared on the desk to catch up with more awesome Wrestle Talk stuff. I've been Alfaker Delori Blake. This has been Chopper Pete Quinnell, and that is NXT. Peter. Hello. Past the emails. Yeah, got one here from Eli. Thou hast. Thou hast. From Eli, he says, Hey, Pete and Andy, or anyone else. Worry today. Eli. Uh, I was excited and wanted to write in about a stage play I was recently cast in. It's called She Kills Monsters and it's about playing D&D. The story is of a girl named Agnes who's a very average, who is very average and wishes for her life to not be boring. S <laughs> phrasing for this one. She wants, wishes for her life to not be boring so her entire family dies in a car accident. Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> um, 
As she's, I don't trust this girl. No, not at all. As she's cleaning out her little sister's stuff, she finds her DM book, and as she's reading and playing it, it comes to life on stage. All the characters are people the little sister knew, and Agnes learns who her little sister was by playing. Uh, I play Miles, Agnes's boyfriend, who the little sister has made all the monsters in the campaign. Uh, it also means I'm a fight captain, which means I get to lead all the fight choreography. I hope <laughs> all my years of watching WWE can come into play. Uh, that's all I wanted to share. Hope you guys get a chance to read or see the show someday. Cheers. Uh, P.S. I've already let the position go to my head. I'm getting a bomber jacket with the word captain across the back. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I great. a bomber jacket. Thank you for the email, Eli. That's weird. It's just a girl just being like, my life's really boring. I'm going to kill all my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to get sad about it. Yeah, and then I'm just going to play some D&D instead. Mm. I mean... D&D is a great escape from real life. I do enjoy that. However... Unless it's written about your real life. That's true, yeah. Then it's, then of it's your not... dead sister. <laughs> I think it's meant to be more emotional than we're letting it on. <laughs> Probably. But hey, man, it's about D&D. It can't be that serious. Uh, anyway, we've got another email here from uh, Headmaster Jonathan Hedburn, who emails in every for every SmackDown podcast, but I'm flipping the script and I'm reading it out on the NXT podcast instead. Whoa. Uh, he says, uh, as an update on his wrestling talk, get better. Hello, guys. Hope you're doing well. Uh, in reference to something that Andy mentioned on the SmackDown podcast, no word on that Brazzers job. Oh. You know, Andy, talking about Sometimes. Brazzers. Classic. Uh, he says, uh, but I have full confidence that something is about to happen. Probably not with Brazzers, I assume. Uh, anyway, as you know, I started my weight loss journey at 450 pounds on November 3rd. Well, I'm happy to report that today, Sunday, March 1st, I'm now at 348 pounds. Whoa! Holy sh- Yeah, yeah, <laughs> holy S word. Uh, still a long way to go, but it feels good doing things a lot of people take for granted. Like, despite what Ollie says, walking without feeling like I'm going to die is a great first thing to do to start and is exercise. I agree, it is exercise. Uh, but going to the gym, eating better, walking and one... And... Oh, God, my one meal a day... Oh, couldn't do that. Uh, has gotten me this far. Uh, this, will ne- uh, this now open my job prospects and I'm ready for bigger and better things to come. Did you hear that? I think it's Steve Austin. It's fine. Hope so. Or we've got mice in the walls. One of the two. Yeah, one of them. Or we'll just watch on the AEW podcast. The TV just... <laughs> yeah, well, that's on their show, so yeah, I don't exactly. mind. It's fine. Um, thank you for all the... Uh, thank you for all of your consistent content. Uh, Jonathan, the headmaster, headman. Picks or it didn't happen. Uh, it's just got a picture of the weight loss there saying 102 pounds lost. Whoa. Which is fantastic. And uh, there's just another one here on the scales at 348 pounds. Man. Which is lovely stuff. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. And that is bloody amazing. Mm. Uh, keep it up because that is awesome. Uh, also, I hope you listen to the NXT podcast because I know you generally listen to the SmackDown ones to hear your emails read out. Hope you listen to NXT as well because otherwise you won't be hearing this. But everyone else did, so that's great. Everyone else did. Um, speaking of D&D on the previous email, uh-huh. uh, we got, a, we got a, a message from Luke yesterday in the office Discord chat. Uh, even though he had a day off today, saying, hey guys, do you want to start doing some lunchtime D&D things? I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I would love to do lunchtime <laughs> D&D things. Um, so we might be doing that. I'm sure those are going to be some uh, stories that we're going to talk about on the NXE podcast if it ever actually ends up happening. We'll just record it. Yeah, we could we could do that. Just do, a re- right? just do the audio recording. It's no big deal. Yeah, we could totally do that. I mean, I don't know if I want it to be that formal. I just kind of want to sit down and have some lunch and 
play. Yeah, we just kills put the, just put the mics on it. It doesn't have to be formal. Just, I guess, yeah. Just then the record, sound then of us record crunching it, then record an intro. Ah, about whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, you said on that uh, message chain thing, you've been building part of a campaign for something. Oh, no, I've already run this bit of the campaign before. Right. Uh, I've spoken about it. It's um, the Storm King's Thunder mm, uh, campaign. Right. And I was running it with some of my mates. Um, but they all have babies, so it's very hard to get them all in the room to do stuff. So we've only played it a couple of times. But it's been good stuff, yeah. what we've done. Uh, totally. And I've written way more than we've actually done. So mm. I have a lot to go. <laughs> You've got a lot we, of stuff. If we just wanted to do that. Something that would be very interesting for me, though, is doing a session that lasts like an hour. Because that's our, that's our lunch break is an hour. For yeah. me, I've only ever played D&D minimum like three hours. Yeah, so I think I would, if I was, like, was going to do it, I would just do like short term, you know, like you're just, you're either a team of monster hunters or a team mm -hmm. of criminals. Yeah, exactly. And here's yeah. just, here's a robbery you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then just yeah. do Here's like, this thing that you guys are doing currently. Let's play rather than like here's this big intro. You guys need to meet each other. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, but like some some combats I've run have lasted longer than an hour. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You've got to choose. You've got to choose your enemies carefully. Yeah, totally. But we also don't want them to be too weak for people to just roll over them in like twenty minutes, and we'll be like, well, that was what I had planned for an hour. There needs to be, <laughs> there needs to be some nuance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm sure you guys will be hearing many of those stories on the NXT podcast to come if we do end up doing it at some point. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably all the time we've got uh, for this NXT podcast. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday. Well, we've got the AEW podcast today as well. We'll be back on Saturday uh, for the SmackDown stuff. And we're going to be here on Monday for the Elimination Chamber review as well because that's on Sunday. Bloody hell, there's so many. What about Friday? There's also the Friday. Oh, the magazine thing. show, of course. Yeah. As you were sorry, it's not, it's not even the magazine show anymore it's the news roundup show we don't really have a name for it um but yeah we've got that one we've got smackdown we've got lots of things happening it's a so WrestleMania much wrestling yeah anyway thanks for listening everyone love you all goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.